Welcome back to Growth Colony. For those of you who are first-time listeners, you'll be hearing from B2B founders, CMOs, and marketing leaders. We chat about the newest and most effective tools and strategies in the B2B space. I'm Alex Hipwell with Xgrowth, and your co-host for this podcast, where we go candid with our guest successes and failures, so you don't make the same mistakes. At least, hopefully you don't. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Growth Colonies podcast. My name is Shaheen from X Growth. And today I'm joined by Bowden Westover, the Vice President of Brand and Communication at Catapult. And we're going to be talking about the importance of brand marketing and the difference between brand marketing and performance marketing, what you should focus, where the overlaps, and how do you really define these two and why is it important to define them? So on that note, let's dive in and and start the conversation. Bowden, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. I was just saying in the little intro that you guys run amazing events, put out fantastic content, so always happy to be involved. No, it's it's absolute pleasure, and the reason um, they're they're good is because we get speakers like yourself in there. That's uh, that's the uh, that's the jewel of the crown, mainly. So the rest of it is all all logistics. So thanks again for <laughs> uh, for uh, for joining us. Um, now, Bowden, for for those who might not be familiar with yourself or Catapult, uh, can you give us a quick background on you and and the company? Yeah, so I'll talk about Catapult first. So uh, Catapult Engineer Elite Sports Technology. So if you're in Australia, you might have seen our little GPS devices on the backs of AFL and NRL players. Uh, But we essentially have a platform of solutions used by over 3,000 professional and amateur uh, sports teams around the world. So we help athletes, coaches, support staff not only answer questions about performance, but also uh, discover which questions to ask in the first place. Uh, So I've been with the company for just over seven and a half years, um, started out as media and marketing manager. Um, I've never had a job description at Catapult, so the, my early role was sort of just help drive buzz, especially um, in the US because we were just starting to crack that market and we were just a, a small company of about a dozen people in a, above a, a coffee shop in South Melbourne. Um, I've since gone on to have various roles, but all in the marketing department. Um, and our marketing department's been through many variations uh, over the years from regional to functional. Um, and the majority of those seven and a half years, I, w- I was actually the entire marketing department, even when we had um, over 200 staff and where your title's sort of irrelevant, you're just doing everything. So it's uh, been an amazing experience so far. So I have a bit of a team under me at the moment. So I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, the Catapult story is an amazing story from, you know, just like you said, a, a small company in Melbourne now to a publicly listed organization. So, uh, no, it's it's a, it's an amazing story. But today we're going to be talking about performance marketing and brand marketing, right? And as, I, as we were talking about before, you know, this is something that in the past few months I've got more and more into the difference between the two types of marketing and where do you use performance marketing, where you use brand marketing. And it's absolutely fascinates me. So I'm super excited about our conversation today. I guess the first question that I want to ask is I would love to get maybe a definition of, you know, when we talk about performance marketing, what, is that, what does that mean to you and how do you define that? Yes, yeah, so I should start by saying this is subjective and this is my opinion because you're, you'll read a lot of varying opinions out there. 
Um, and at the end of the day, like performance marketing is just marketing. And a lot of people just refer to brand marketing as branding. Um, I, I don't personally like those terms because um, very few companies have anyone in what you would call the branding department because most people, when they hear branding, they just think of logos and, and design. And obviously, brand marketing extends beyond that. But um, to me, performance marketing is any marketing that is easily measured and directly leads to an action. So it's also referred to as direct marketing in a lot of industries and generally encompasses field marketing as well, which is sort of more the physical side. But it, uh, to me, it differs to brand marketing in that it's measurable, it's sales driven, it's quite tactical and operational. Um, it's designed to drive action right now. So it's therefore quite short term. And its scalability is in line with how much you're willing to financially invest. So performance marketing um, is generally driven by cost per impression, cost per click, uh, customer acquisition costs, cost per lead, all those sorts of metrics. Um, they're all designed to, to better understand uh, your, the buying behavior uh, and market directly to specific individuals, um, which is why I think uh, performance marketing is synonymous with anything um, that goes through digital channels because this is probably where marketing's evolved the most in the last 50 years. So instead of paying to tell your your brand story to the general population and not truly knowing the outcome, like now in theory, you can you only pay for your target audience to engage with your brand and you can sort of constantly evolve what that engagement and what that transaction looks like. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, you know, an example of that is, you know, running a promotion saying, you know, we're selling this and we're, we're having a discount and, and uh, because of this particular day of the year and come and buy now, right? That's, that's, that's kind right. of um, performance marketing. So well, what, what is, you know, you said brand marketing is, is people are like, hey, that's my logo, right? Yeah. And, and you said that that's not necessarily the case. How do you, how do you go about defining um, brand marketing? Yeah, good question. <laughs> so if performance marketing is like how you build awareness and what do you want your audience to do, then brand marketing is why they should care in the first place. Um, so compared with performance marketing, uh, I see brand marketing is more long-term. Um, it's a bit more strategic in a holistic sense in how it ties into your company values and your, your strategy. Um, it's more story and emotion-driven. Uh, it's also much harder to measure. And it's because of that reason that a lot of companies shy away from brand marketing, especially I think in the early days because it's difficult to prove its ROI. And if, you, if you're going to have a small marketing team, you want that team focusing on driving sales now. Uh, but there have been a lot of studies recently about how uh, performance marketing leads to peaks or troughs that don't necessarily lead to cumulative uh, long-term growth, uh, whereas brand marketing is more linear and slower, but the more you invest, the higher the upside down the track. So yeah, brand marketing is, it, is everything from the, the how, what, and why your company communicates, uh, how you position yourself, why you exist, what your values are, how they permeate the impact you're making on your industry. So the one or two words that come to mind when your customers think about you. So to someone confused by the impact of marketing, brand marketing is the fluffy stuff. Generally reinforces their confusion because it can, it can be difficult to show immediate impact or point to a specific thing that has been done to enhance your brand equity, which I think sometimes brand gives branding and brand marketing a, a bad name. And I'm obviously biased because I'm I'm working in it every day, but um, yeah, you, you do see that long-term impact more so than than performance marketing. Yeah, that's a really good example, and and I think it's quite dominant in the in the industry. And I've seen it multiple times with the clients that we work with, where it's all about, hey, tell me about the ROI, which is very important, and it definitely has its place. And I think it, it doesn't mean that you do one or the other; it's it's a combination of the two. Is is that correct? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't really focus. Like, I mean, you can't have you can't not have brand marketing because, like we said, the, the the thing that most people think about is is a logo and your colors and all that sort of stuff. So you you need a brand. So whether you like it or not, you're communicating that brand. And if you're going to do any sort of marketing initiative, that's like, that's performance marketing. You, you can't have one without the other. I think it's more just about understanding what the two are. So I don't think one's more important than the other. It's more just um, being able to differentiate the two. And the important part is understanding the differences uh, because that's going to drive any marketing initiatives. So I think for us, when communicating anything externally, you always have to ask yourself what you want your audience to think, feel, and do. So like, it doesn't matter if you're sharing a meme on Instagram or sending a monthly email newsletter. Your answers to those questions will inform whether it's brand marketing or performance marketing, right? And therefore, why are you doing it in the first place? So I think it's probably more important in a B2B setting uh, where you have that human brand touch point that is actually out there selling your product. So marketing can only drive sales up to a certain point in B2B. So I think it's important to understand the differences between the two in that setting because if you if you had a sales wants marketing support on something and it might be a quick win and converting a few prospects into customers that's going to negatively impact your brand equity down the track and you need to be able to identify that as an issue and sort of educate the commercial team on the differences because like i said the one isn't more important than the other both go hand in hand and work together it's just about understanding the differences gotcha and look what is your advice to a marketer who is who is in a company and they're you know there's always talk about ROI and they might not even know that they're calling it performance marketing or whatever it is but there's always talk about ROI and and the conversation around marketing is always around that how would you go about and explaining to maybe the management that hey brand marketing is also important because i think it's always a hard discussion to have how do you go about doing that? Um, so I think, yeah, it's a, it's a very good question. I think brand marketing, probably more than performance marketing, needs to get buy-in from from all departments across the business. So we do things like NPS surveying, so which most companies would do, I would say. So if you're not familiar with it, it's Net Promoter Score. So you, you basically ask one question, would you recommend this service or, or product to a colleague or a friend? And they give a score uh, zero to 10. And based on that, it spits out a number and sort of tells you, uh, how fast you're going to grow as a company. So that, like a lot of people think of that as a, a product question and um, it sort of depends at what point you're asking your customer. If you're asking them while they're using a product, um, you could argue it's a product question, but but we ask through email and um, we're a little bit unique in that we work in elite sport and a lot of our customers, like they won't have a, a desktop computer or a laptop. They spend most of their time on the field or the court or the weight room. Um, so we're capturing them on the go on their phones. But we use NPS as a, a brand um, signifier as much as a product one because if, if we have a high NPS score, that means people want to uh, recommend us, which means they, they feel an emotional attachment to, to Catapult. Gotcha. There's obviously a lot of other ways to, to measure ROI, but that's a big one for us. We put a lot of focus on PR, so um, understanding like share of voice in, in media articles and obvious things like social media growth and engagement. So million different ways to measure ROI, but I think, yeah, just getting buy-in across various departments and, and educating what you're trying to achieve, I think that goes a long way in, in explaining that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Now, how are these two, give us a little bit of an understanding of how these two work at Catapult. How do you and the team combine performance marketing and brand marketing 
uh, whatever you want to call them, at Catapult? Yeah, so I think we're a little bit unique at Catapult in that we have an established B2B side that like everyone in our market knows us for, but we also have a small and growing B2C side um, where we're building a sort of separate brand equity. Um, that uh, brand has it's got its own logo, it's got its own colors, um, and which we did on purpose a couple of years ago when we launched it, uh, but we're now making um, greater connections between the two brands. But we're a little bit unique in that we're selling to essentially enterprise, so elite teams, but then also directly to consumer in um, young athletes. So I mentioned we've gone through a few different variations with our marketing team structure. Uh, we've had a regional approach where we were split into APAC, EMEA, and the Americas. We've been functional where we're split into content, digital, and events. And we had a structure for a while with B2B on one side, B2C on the other side, and then a group marketing team in the middle. Um, so that last example was sort of a, an example of the split between brand and, and performance marketing. And we're actually moving back to that structure as well. It's it's got its pros and cons, but um, and I might be doing this pr- podcast prematurely because we're currently transitioning into that structure. Because currently we have one marketing team, which is ten people, uh, most of which is in the UK and US. But in the next couple of months, we're transitioning back into that uh, brand and performance marketing split. We're totally going to hold you accountable. That's right. <laughs> what you say over here, it's all going. It's all being recorded, so uh, <laughs> That's we're right. going to come back knocking on your door <laughs> to see how it goes. But. Um, yeah, so it will be unique in that the performance marketing team um, was actually be part of the commercial team. Uh, we'll have strong alignment with with activation-based marketing channels and then brand marketing team will sit in a completely uh, separate part of the organization. So it obviously comes down to the heads of those two departments communicating very well. And yeah, like I said earlier, just educating other department leads on on the value of brand marketing and what you're actually trying to achieve with it. Very interesting. So there are going to be two different departments um, for for you at Catapult, where one is yeah, one is under. They're under two different departments. Yeah, yeah. It's it, I think it's a little bit unique. I mean, it's it's not as unique as it used to be. Like you, you do hear a lot more about a brand marketing lead or head of brand and head of field marketing, direct marketing, whatever you want to call it. So. Um, like we're obviously not the only company doing this. It, it's it's becoming more common. It, it's it's a bit of an experiment. We did, we uh, as I said, we did it in the past, which was a little bit different because we've had the B two B team and the B two C teams on the side. Yeah, I'm so, sort of looking forward to seeing how it plays out because um, I, I think in a B two B setting, it does make a lot of commercial decisions easier having uh, performance marketing so aligned and so entrenched in the commercial team. Because especially for us, we're in. 139 countries as in our technology is and we have salespeople in i want to say probably 100 cities around the world um, especially with the us we've got people all over the place so a lot of the times our business development managers like they're not part of the marketing team but they're an extension of the marketing team and if you think about a region like south korea like where we have we have one person actually two people you can only do so much from a marketing perspective because at some point you hand it over to that person and it gets translated into another language and everything we communicate to that market and everything we get communicated back from the market goes through that person. So the the, the, B, the BDM sort of has to be uh, a marketing person in their own right. So aligning them really tightly and having them all part of the same team makes a lot of sense. Um, and then, yeah, the, the brand parts... Just keeping it, just keeping it separate, and we'll see how that part goes. Yeah, it makes sense. Do you think you know on this topic of separation of these two departments and having such defined roles for for each of them? Do you think that would that would have made sense for a younger 
catapult. So um, catapult in, in its earlier days would have uh, would would have that made sense uh, when it was a smaller organization or you know a a for for someone who is in a smaller organization a different model would make sense. Um, I think so. I mean, it, it kind of comes down to how you uh, like label the the departments. So I think early on, I would have said um, in that period when I was the only marketing person, probably eighty to ninety percent of the work I did was on the brand marketing side anyway. Um, like I, I focused pretty heavily on um, on PR and getting our messaging right, and yeah, just just how we communicate the brand and the, the story. Because um, as I said, the, the BDMs do a, a lot of the work on the ground marketing anyway. So you don't want to step on their toes. You just want to mm-hmm. empower them to make sure they have everything in place. But we had sales operations people fairly early that um, helped with sales activation. And they weren't they didn't have marketing titles. But looking back on it, a lot of what they did was sort of performance marketing work. So I think it does work early days. Even if you don't give those people those titles, you might not realize that they're doing those jobs. But um, I think you could do the split fairly early on. Gotcha. Interesting. And tell me a little bit about mistakes. Like what kind of mistakes <laughs> maybe you've made or you've seen other companies make when when they're differentiating between brand and performance? Yeah, another good question. Um, so, so I think the reason why it's important to understand the differences between the two, first and foremost, is that like mistakes come from the expectations derived from what you're trying to do. For example, like a, a thought leadership blog post that looks at your industry holistically, like it's probably not going to lead to many sales, but it will strengthen how your audience thinks of your brand. Whereas an EDM with a discount code might help you sell some products like right away, but it's not going to have a big impact on building an emotional connection between your, your customer and your brand. So if you're, if you're working in a B2B setting, clarifying why you're doing something, especially to your commercial team, is an important part of the process. So it's not always black and white, obviously. So the biggest gray areas we've found are PR and events, which are a huge part of our marketing strategy. So um, someone might enter your marketing funnel at an event for the first time, decide to buy right away or keep you in the back of their mind for, for when your service is required. But the capturing of their details, the nurturing of that lead, the timing of communication post-event, like that's all performance marketing. But what you're communicating, what your exhibition booth looks like and what your guest speaker talked about on stage, they're all brand marketing. So I realize I haven't mentioned a mistake, but I think how you manage that process is pretty critical um, and how you communicate the why behind every marketing um, initiative to your product team, to your commercial team. If you don't nail that, there's a lot of confusion. And um, when you try and pull off a, a big brand marketing initiative and your head of commercials like, well, why didn't this lead to any sales? Like that's a mistake, the the lack of communication about the why part. And we've run into that quite a lot where we've we've had this great idea, we've pushed it out there and there's the perception that it didn't land or it didn't work or it didn't lead to sales, but that wasn't necessarily the goal of it. The goal of it was to build the brand and that part's the difficult part to to educate other people on and, and show the ROI because it's very difficult to, to measure ROI on those things. Now, I know in the past when we've when we've had conversations, one of the things that you've you used to say was, you know, if you're if you're starting to build a team, a marketing team, you recommend the first hire to be a good designer. <laughs> um, I remember that was one of the things that you said. Uh, I think this conversation we had this conversation at maybe a year, year and a half ago. What do you think is that still the case here? 
or you know if you're looking at now you know you're you're graduating from being one marketing one marketing person for the company and you're kind of graduating you're really looking at brand and performance as two separate entities how would you start going about building that team it probably comes down to your own skill set as a, a marketing person. So if you're in charge of marketing in a very small company and you get the go-ahead to hire someone, you want that person to be really good in, in an area that you're not good. That's probably, it sounds a bit stupid that I gave that advice thinking back. Um, I think design's super important and should be a pretty early hire in any company. But me, I'm a little bit stronger on the brand marketing side, um, or I should say I'm a little bit weaker on the performance marketing side. So um, if I could do it all over again, my first hire would be someone that's stronger in the areas where I'm not. So basically anything on the performance side. But yeah, it kind of comes down to the individual and the company as well because it, B2B uh, is very different to B2C. B2C, especially early, early on, you want to understand your, your market very quickly and you need to do that through data and you need to know how to, to sell through various channels. So you probably want to focus on performance uh, earlier on. But yeah, I think it, it has to sort of depend on, on you as a marketing leader. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Now, look, that, those were some of the main questions that I wanted to ask. Is there anything else that you think we should we didn't cover that we should have covered? No, I just kind of rambled to <laughs> respond to quite a few of your questions. I can't even remember what I said now. No, that was good. <laughs> that was good. I think there was a lot of insight that uh, that you you brought to the table. And and around both of the topic of brand and performance marketing, I really enjoyed it. Now, Bowden, if someone, some of the listeners want to know more either about you or Catapult or have that, they have more questions, what's the best way for them to, uh, to know more? Uh, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. So just my name, Bowden Westover, and I'm at Catapult. Uh, otherwise, my, my email's on my page, I think. Otherwise, it's uh, just bowden.westover at gmail.com. So feel free to reach out, ask questions, or tell me something I've said today is wrong because I'm more than happy to hear that. That's awesome. Well, Bowden, thanks again for, uh, for being on the show. And it was an absolute pleasure. And, and I'm looking forward to the next time. Likewise. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, thanks, for, thanks for putting such great content out there. Absolutely. Ex- excluding this podcast, I should add. <laughs> oh, please. You're being just humble. Thank you so much, Bowden. <laughs> Chat soon. You too. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd love it if you rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. And for more B2B growth content, check out our website, growthcolony.org. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a great day.